Hello, and welcome to Pod Sing Say, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast, where every week we watch an episode of Avatar and discuss it. I'm your host, Nicole, here with my co-hosts, Jen, Steph, and Abby, and this week we will be talking about Book 3, Chapter 5, The Beach. The Beach, working title The Evil Breakfast Club, follows a princess, a basket case, a circus freak, and a governor's daughter on vacation to Ember Island, where they try and fail to act like normal teenagers, then bond by airing their personal issues to each other, and finally engage in some cheerful vandalism. Meanwhile, the gang has their first encounter with the assassin that Zuko hired to kill the Avatar. So the uh, the <laughs> gang's part in this episode was pretty short, yeah. so I guess we could start with that. Yeah, um, true. <laughs> I just love your intros. I know that's like we say that every time, but <laughs> but still. I mean, honestly, even though I wrote that summary before I actually looked up trivia and stuff about the episode, like apparently Joaquin Dos Santos, who was the director of this episode, actually did put the song Don't You Forget About Me at the end of like the animatic during the production. Oh my god. So. <laughs> that's so funny. He knew. They all do. Oh, actually, I read his name recently in the news. Uh, he's actually one of the new directors of the the spider-verse sequel oh really yeah Joaquim Dos Santos he's like one of those people that they say like when you look at what made Avatar and like Korra so good it's like Joaquim Dos Santos and then everyone's like he's gonna bring that energy to spider-verse because everyone's scared about because you know the first one was so good so good yeah but then I heard he was one of the people and I was like oh okay because I like remembered his name from Avatar yeah anyway sidetrack anyway the gang the gang the gang (laughs) the gang um i mean i don't have actually a huge amount to say about them i thought it was interesting at first that like toff was the one who was pointing out that ang's tattoos were on display yeah 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 because i was like i assume that her mental image of him like she probably even forgets about his tattoos sometimes because her mental image of him has to do with probably like his light footfalls and things like that yeah Mm -hmm. But she does know that they all made a big deal about him needing to be covered up all the time. Yeah. And maybe also it's that she does not think about sight lines in the same way that they do. Where they were all just like, well, there's walls, so we're fine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, guys, he, is, he, is it okay that his clothes are off? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was you know. like pretty naked. Yeah. And I like that Katara was like, it's fine, there's walls. And then Aang just immediately goes like through the wall, like, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. He just, like, does also, like, I mean, I get he, like, has these powers that he's okay, but, like, he just, like, is, like, I'm just going to this dark cliff and just fall down this waterfall. Yeah. And, like, you know he's gonna be fine, but you're still just, like, hey, come on. Like, what are you doing? He was just, like, I'm an airbender. I can't drown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I almost drowned, all I did was sleep for a hundred years. Oh, my God. That's stop. true. I <laughs> love those two ga- the guards. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like this job is so boring they were so excited they were and the one guy like picked his not only was he picking his toes with his sword he then like sniffed it ew i did not see that <laughs> i didn't even pick them and out. i was like what is this like why are we <laughs> like i mean it's like not even thinking about it as like an action that a person chose to do, but thinking of it as something that someone like chose, they were like, what should these two guys be doing? And someone's like, I know. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That was a decision. That's such like cliche guard behavior. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, I will say I was excited when I saw the thing about the messenger hawk and the black ribbon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought of you. Because I was like, oh man, remember all the way back in the blue spirit when I was, when I went and started trying to do research and figure out 
<laughs> how you to identify that the Firehawk came from Fire Lord Ozai. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this was this was the episode one of the episodes I referenced. Yeah, yeah, they explicitly said like, "Oh, we get to send like a black ribbon hawk today." And I was like, "Ha, huh? I understood that reference because of the yeah. call." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I loved uh, the fight. Like, I mean, it was it was not if it was a fight between the gang and Combustion Man cuz like yeah. I don't know what it was. It was so cool to see them. Like there was no music playing mm-hmm. when yeah. they fought. So all right. of the focus was on like just their their movements. And I felt mm-hmm. really bad cuz this was hmm. another example of like, you know, Katara, Toph, and Aang being, like, super fucking badass. And then Sokka kind of just, like, they didn't make a joke of it, but, you know, he kind of just was there. Right. But, like, they, the three mm. of them were, like, so fucking cool in this in this moment. Mm-hmm. Sokka was uh, getting up already. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I was, I was even, important. like, are, did they abandon their camp again? But What if Sokka was throwing all their camp into the saddle really fast while Toph and Katara I have were throwing to believe up walls? That. Aang distracting Combustion Man is what gave them time to properly, like, grab all their stuff. Mm. Or else he could yes, have just yeah, hopped on Appa as well or whatever. I mean, he could have, the guy could have, like, tried to fire at Appa. Appa's, like, a huge target for him yeah. to just shoot Appa in the air. So, like, that wouldn't be hard. Yeah, but I'm sure they had enough time to just throw their bedrolls, like, up on the saddle. Yeah. I thought that their, like, sleeping clothes outfits were so cute. Yeah. Even though it's just, like, less clothing versions of their Fire Nation disguises. I was like, I love this. I love them all just, like, with their hair down and their... It was... I don't know. It was cute. I like that. It was cute, like, them all just, like, laying on, like, little bedrolls just on the ground. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. I mean, that's normally how they are, but it, there's something about it where I'm like, oh, it's probably, like, actually warm in the Fire Nation where it's, like, not uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's right. probably actually kind of nice to do that. I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That whole fight scene, though, was, like, perfect. Yeah. Like, it was beautifully animated. And, like, I don't know, just, like, I guess my, like, two favorite bits of it were, like, when Toph, when they all got sent flying and then Toph landed on her feet. That was yeah. badass. And then when Aang used his, like, airbending to, like, propel himself back with mm-hmm. Combustion Man's, like, bl- like, when they did the sl- that, like, slow-mo moment. Yeah, the slow-mo moment, yeah. It was so yeah. cool. And his, like, rock outfit thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was super cool, too. That's like, we've yeah. seen a couple versions of that, so it was fun to, like, see it kind of again. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying about the sound also, like, I loved how heavy all of Combustion Man's footfalls were every time yeah. he moved anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. and then when he was when he was running and when he was walking, they were, like, different sounds. Yeah. It's especially in the direct contrast to Aang being so light all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Combustion Man, I would, I feel like is like the first actual villain in the series that like you're afraid of. I mean, hmm. Azula. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get that's fair, but I feel like Azula, it's like it's not the same because I, I also like like Azula, in, you know, in like that way that you kind of like like a really campy like Disney yeah. villain or something. Um, even hmm. though Azula definitely has, you know, packed more of a punch than them. Yeah. But, like, Combustion Man's the first one where it's just, like, oh, like, he's not gonna, like, monologue like Azula and, you know, be petty and, and be, like, whatever. Like, he's just, like, going for it and, like, yeah. not think about it. You're, like, you get literally yeah. nothing from him besides yeah. just he shows up and he attacks and that's, like, all you get out of him. Yeah. Or, like, you yeah. kind of get to yeah. know Azula. It's like the Terminator energy. He just yeah. doesn't stop. Yes, that's, like, exactly. He's very menacing. Yeah, and then I had the art book open, and they were saying that it started out as, like, kind of a joke, where someone was talking about the idea of firebenders combining their concentrated mental power to create nuclear explosions, and then they were like, that sounds ridiculous, and then they were like, actually, that sounds pretty cool. Um, (laughs) And, uh, let's see. Yeah, he has a, a metal arm and leg, 
like prosthetic limbs because of the the many trials and errors when he discovered his unique style of fire bending. But then once he mastered it, he gained a formidable reputation as an Agni Kai dueler. Wow, I cannot. They would suck to go in an Agni Kai against him. Yeah, he's <laughs> just dead. Yeah, yeah. And then his uh, tattoo on his head, obviously, where the blast come from. It's uh, it's based on the Hindu god Shiva's destructive third eye. Interesting. Uh, and they said oh, the it's assassin. A tattoo. Yeah, they said it's a tattoo. I thought he actually had a third eye. Nope. <laughs> the assassin became something like the ultimate anti Aang, is what they said in the in the book. Mm. And like his like they have like actual breakdowns of how like his prosthetic limbs work, like with springs and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like. There's, like, a whole page about combustion. That's a lot of detail. Good job, art book. Yeah, like, actually, I was like, "Mm." Yeah. It's, like, the the sad art book, every episode gets two pages, and then he's, he's like, almost one entire page just by himself. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, though. I felt like a lot happened in this episode, but before we move on past the combustion man, his pet is a raven eagle. Oh. Oh. So that's actually, like, a, that is technically a hybrid animal. (laughs) Another bird bird. So lame. (laughs) It's a bird bird. (laughs) What are the messenger hawks? There aren't even that many fun facts. It's like, oh, you can train it to attack messenger hawks, and I'm like, okay, that's convenient. (laughs) (laughs) Is the hawk just a hawk, I guess? I assume the messenger hawk has to also be a combination of two birds, but like, but what? But not all of them are, though. So maybe it's not, but also That's like, true. yeah. Was that the first appearance officially in the series, not in the pilot? Because I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, but I feel like there was another like bird bird that we had that Abby was like, it's this and this. And we were like, it just looks entirely like this. And like, we yeah. were just like unimpressed. Yeah, was back in Bossing Say. Yeah. When they went to the pet store. Oh, yeah. It was they just were like a little about parrot. The, the black market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Animal yeah. trading. And we were like, that's just a parrot. Yeah, it was like a parakeet. I don't even know what it yeah, was. Yeah, it was like two parrots remember. or something. And we were just like, it's just a parrot. Sparrow <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sparrowkeet. I guess by season three, book three, they're just like, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just mix two You said, what is this one again? Sorry. Raven Eagle. Raven Eagle. See, I would have guessed like Vulture because it kind of had like a like a weird head. Like its feathers were like yeah. missing or whatever. And like the neck was sort of like bald. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's like surprising. But whatever. Yeah. Again, like you said, maybe they're like, they're just like done. <laughs> yeah. Like we need an animal. I mean, up. sometimes they've had animals that have something from like a third animal in it mm. before, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like well, that's like that's Aqua's true. kind of like that. Do you know what the animal was that was pulling the boat? Well, just I know adorable. we're like I don't want to necessarily move us off of the combustion man topic, but like, but as long that- as we're on the animal facts, you yeah, mean- <laughs> yeah, that that's an animal that I missed. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Oh, it was adorable. I thought it was it was definitely some sort of like maybe a hippo something or it was May, just right? like the opening shot, right? Or it had like whiskers. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. It didn't, like, look hmm. anything to me. It looked like a Pokemon, honestly. Like, <laughs> like it looked like someone tried to draw, like, a Lapras from memory and, like, didn't do a great job and, like, got the coloring all wrong. Yeah, it was like, I'm like, what is that? Yeah, I completely forgot about it until you mentioned it. Was that very early on? It was, it was literally, no. like, the opening shot. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I must have looked away for two seconds. It's fine. <laughs> she was like, I've seen Katara's little monologue a million times. I'm all right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> skip intro. Well, I feel like you skip the intro and then sometimes that first shot is still like kind of like gets cut off a little bit too. Yeah. I went to the wiki, the fandom wiki page for the episode and they literally just say like the Fire Nation fairy whatever blah is drawn by a sea animal. They don't even tell you <laughs> what it is. 
I'm mad. The true mystery of this series. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Anyway. It's just a sea animal. We can't be all knowing, unfortunately. No. The official name is Sea Animal. Sea Animal. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if there's anything else to like say about Combustion Man at this point. It was um, a brief appearance. He's just He'll be back. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I'm thinking about this a little bit more. So Zuko hired Combustion Man. Yeah. How do they communicate with each other? They don't. Like, when the job is done, what happens? Well, I assume that once the job is done, he'll get back in contact with him. Yeah, he'll probably, like, want payment. He'll send a messenger hawk. And not sick his, like, his scary bird <laughs> eagle thing at him. This is crazy. Yeah, I just think yeah, about the Or he could just, like, Zuko could, like, turn around one day and Combustion Man is just standing there in the shadows. Honestly, that sounds yeah. pretty accurate. Okay. How did Zuko even find Combustion Man? That's like the real thing. That's the real question. Right. Like, how did Zuko navigate the black market and not get mugged himself? Maybe the royal fire family has several assassins just kind of like on 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 roll. No, (laughs) no, but that's the whole thing, though, is that he definitely had to go like around his family because Azula would sniff into it. So he didn't. He just. He just probably, like, they have a little list of assassins that they can contact, and he just went and did it discreetly. Huh. As discreet as Zuko can be. He was sneaking around that whole episode. Yeah. I'm still just like, he would have to do it, like, not even from, like, a list they have, because Azula would probably keep tabs on them. (laughs) Azula just assumed he was going to visit Iroh again, but actually he was going to go hire a combustion man. (laughs) I mean, that's probably, like, what actually happened. Oh, my God. Man. Yeah. The planner in me is like, how does this work? <laughs> how would I plan an assassination? Like, I need updates. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> if I'm paying you by the hour. <laughs> but Zuko doesn't plan. So Zuko doesn't think to need updates. He just gives the guy a job. That's true. He's like, go kill the avatar. I'm yeah. sure the guy's reputation, like, precedes him. Yeah. And he's just like, half now, half later. Because he really was, right? When he when he hired him, he was like, they say you're the best at what you do or something yeah. like that, right? That's true. So this guy's just, like, famous for killing people? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess that is a thing, but I'm just like, and he's not. I guess, I don't know, not to be like. And he's not in jail. <laughs> That's what I was about to say, and he's not in jail. Think about <laughs> it. Like, what about June, right? She's a bounty hunter. Everyone yeah. knows that she's a bounty hunter. She's not, like, in jail or anything. So I, but she's, I like, technically like sort of... a good guy. She's a bounty hunter. Bounty hunting is different. It's legal. Yeah, it is. Wanted yeah. dead or alive. You're on the run constantly. <laughs> I guess that is true. Like, there's a whole wanted dead or alive thing. So if you kill one of those people, does it count as, like, murder? But, like, he's an assassin. Like, he literally, yeah. Zuko literally refers to him as an assassin at some point. Right. Yeah. So maybe Combustion Man in his head was, like, rude. <laughs> he wanted to just sum me up as an assassin. <laughs> Brat prince. <laughs> Don't put a label oh. on me like that. No. <laughs> Bright, we want answers. Like... Where's Sokka's schedule? What's on it? And I need, like, the project plan for this assassination. Oh, my God. Timeline. <laughs> now we can move on. How much progress is he? I have nothing else to say after two weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel like the only other thing there is to say, but it's like, I know it never gets answered. It's like, you know, a big mm-hmm. question with him is like, okay, well, how is this, like, how does this work, this bending and right. stuff? And it's like, it never gets explored deeper. And then there is actually another character in Korra that has the same ability. Mm-hmm. And it also never gets explored, um, yeah. which is sad. I think I saw something in the Avatar extras, which I assumed was just like the Avatar extras being dumb again and yeah. dismissed it. But it was something about like him being experimented on or something like Wolverine style. Oh, well, see, that <sighs> completely contradicts the art book. Uh-oh. Well, it said it said there was like experimental medicine used or something to like. Yeah. I thought that's what it said. Now I don't remember because mm. well, I read they didn't it too. Say Wolverine, I just I said that. <laughs> I know I I know that, 
But it also was like, oh, this is a rumor. So I don't know. That does contradict the that maybe that's what people think happened to him and that's why he can do what he can. But it's really just like an ability that he has. They showed yeah. like he did something with his like diaphragm mm-hmm. like right before the blast. Yeah, they always take like a huge breath. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And they have, you know, they have their sea of chi in their stomachs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So something's going on. Firebender physiology. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Fire, yeah. Firebending does come from the breath. Yeah. So yeah it works we'll never know it's all it all works it's fine yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> how how did we like the oppression olympics at the end of this episode i know we're <laughs> skipping around but like this is a weird episode. that's a good way to that's a good way to put it i know it was like everybody air out your trauma yeah <laughs> let's go yeah past me probably was like wow this is incredibly groundbreaking and it probably like kind of was for the time mm-hmm but, like, now I'm just, like, look at all these little armchair therapists psychoanalyzing their friends. Just, like, reducing everybody to, like, a couple, like, little bullet points that anybody might know about them. Yeah. And I was just, like, again, I, I totally get it. I'm not even faulting the episode for, like, not, you know, they, they can't go too deep. Right. Um, but, like, yeah. So I was kind of just, like, as an adult, I was just, like, it's, like, like, it's not that those things don't obviously impact people, but it's usually, like, other little things here and there too Mm. but like yeah we're not gonna get so granular with like something like this yeah but i still appreciate it but it was also like i was like this is weird (laughs) i also feel like you know they're like teenagers so they're gonna be dramatic about i mean okay that's true (laughs) at least like okay i don't want to trivialize tylee and may's issues but like zuko and azula like legitimately have problems right so like i can't even be mad at them being like you know, Zuko being the way that he is in general. But like, yeah, with May and Ty Lee, I feel like, you know, they're teenagers. So like, everything is dramatic. Yeah, that's fair. I'm glad that they didn't like the characters themselves didn't get into like, not a competition, but like, they didn't like dismiss each other's mm-hmm. issues. It wasn't mm. just like, you know, May was very honest about like, she's like, yeah, I had an extremely privileged life. I mean, they all, you know, clearly did yeah. um, in different ways. Um, but in a lot of the same ways, but they mm-hmm. weren't like, oh, well, you know, like you're the princess, like, like what issues could you possibly have? Cause they just, they know that's not true. Right. Yeah. The, the closest they got to, uh, dismissing each other was like when Ty Lee started, yeah. Azula was like, here we go. And I was like, Azula! Cause she was just being a bitch again, the way she usually is. Yeah. That was yeah. like- They all kind of dogpiled <laughs> on Ty Lee. Yeah. That was annoying. And I feel like it's probably because in that group, she's like the easiest target and she's the one most likely to like yeah. react the way that they want yeah. her to. Yeah. So it made me very sad. It was also upsetting too. Cause it is that thing where it's just like, she's like the happiest outward facing one. Mm-hmm. So then for them, it might be just like that reductive, like, oh, well you, your problems obviously aren't that bad cause you're happy all the time and it's just like Mm -hmm. you know part of that's probably an act you know again it's like she acts dumber than she is and she Mm -hmm. openly says that you know in this episode that it's a tactic she uses and we've talked about you know the way that she controls herself around like Azula and whatnot Mm -hmm. um so then it's also just like y'all think you're so fucking smart but you don't even realize this about your friend but that's fine yeah but I felt bad for her I did just like yeah it's like how she deals with fucking shit man they made her cry twice yeah in this episode. For, well, okay, Zula made her cry, and then Zuko made her cry. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that Mei was kind of defending her, though. Mm. 
The whole like Tylee thing from the beginning was so weird. Yeah. Like they were playing up her body, but she's a teenager and that weirded me out. Mm-hmm. And then all the men were fawning on her and then they like cornered her at a party. That was yeah. weird. Yeah. The cornering was definitely, I think though the cornering was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you weren't right. supposed to approve of what those boys were doing mm. to her. Yeah. With the like focusing on her body the only kind of like excuse that I guess I could make for the show is that it's a show that's for kids. So like the fact that she's a teenager isn't weird for like the intended audience. It still is like weird. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like mm. trivialize it, but I'm no, kinda, I like, get it. But it's like, there's like, there's some people like in high school, that's kind of when you first start wanting to like look sexy and look appealing to like whatever gender you're going for. Mm. Um, so I could understand that in, in that way. But yeah, I agree that it's still like as an adult seeing it, you're just like, you're like 16. Stop. Yeah. 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 I mean, I felt like the entire episode was actually pretty heavy on the aspect of Tylee's personality, but like she's she's kind of manipulative. And I she just sort of does it I feel like me mean saying like she does it for fun. But she does like every everything with those boys, like she's it's just like Azula just said. She's like, You're not that dumb. That's when, fair. when the guy comes over. And Tylee, she wasn't like, oh, wow thank you like she was playing it up right yeah she was yeah like, um, yeah could you just stand a little to the left like she just mm-hmm. she was just blatantly using them like yeah. she knows what right. she can get out of those boys so she does what she can yeah yeah that's true too and then when they made her uncomfortable she just knocked them all out goals go. honestly yeah and then she just went over to start manipulating azula because that's what just what she does yeah. yeah um can i break into this because i mentioned earlier that i like did a little doodle in my notes. Oh my god. And okay, so in the scene that she's getting cornered by like the five boys, one of the boys has a hairstyle that I just don't understand because okay, so first you see him from the front and he has bangs, right? And I didn't notice this until they showed him from behind and then I went back and you can tell even from front shots of him. He has bangs and then he's bald except for his top knot. Ew. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, what? Did he also lose an Agni Kai and have to shave his head, but he decided to leave his bangs for some reason? Like, (laughs) it's not a good look. (laughs) Like, from the front, you can tell, like, he has, like, his front of his hair is there, and then there's nothing, and except for his little top knot. And he doesn't even have, like, Zuko had that weird little diamond of hair. He doesn't even have that. It's just bald, and then a top knot. So. That so, sounds so awkward to even put in a ponytail. Like, yeah. Ew, 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 ew. So, so I encourage everyone to please <laughs> go to that scene in the episode. Check out this guy's hair. I literally wrote, what is that? And then I doodled it. Because <laughs> this is Stephanie's MVP. I guess so. No, this is like the anti-MVP. I literally, I like, I don't know how much time I just stood there like staring at. This This wins the, this is Stephanie's least favorite character of the series. Just like, I don't understand boy the number three. you make. He was all the way on the end. Boy number five. Oh my God. He didn't even have a speaking line. Oh, okay. I was like, this wasn't the one voiced by Robin again, making his no, like third no. or fourth cameo in this show. No, because Robin was, like, in the middle. Well, no, yeah, Robin... He was, the, he was the first one who approached her at the beach. Yeah, and then that buff guy gave her the seashell. Yeah. And then they had the third guy talked when they counted, like, cornered her. And then there were yeah. two other guys who had no lines. So it was one of the guys who had no lines. 
Ew. Check okay. him out. <laughs> but, like, don't check him but, out. But, like, don't. I don't, I don't mean <laughs> that. I don't mean. <laughs> please. <laughs> please don't, don't misunderstand. Don't give this man any more attention than he needs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, check him out and, like, please go look and be disgusted. <laughs> I need everyone to share. <laughs> just, yeah, it's the bangs for the bangs, man. It's the bangs. Like, it's, yeah. I was like, just shave them off. Anyway, it's sorry. Like, it's like people who do like comb overs that are very clearly a comb over and you're just like, buddy, like yeah. I, I get it, but this isn't it. Yeah. I feel like now people just go bald. Yeah. Or like you just get a toupee. I feel like there's nothing wrong with <sighs> that if it makes yeah. you feel better well, about yourself. More power to Ty Lee for dealing with these dudes. Yes. Like yeah. no yeah, comment 100%. further. <laughs> also, I got more mad. I, got, I mean, I got mad at May several times throughout this, but I was so yeah. like, I get it was a joke where she's just like, maybe stupid girls like seashells. Oh, yeah, and then they, you know, they off. cut to Ty yeah. Lee and I was like, like May, we are so past the like, I'm not like the other girls bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's true. The reason that we hate characters' behavior is just because we recognize our own traits in them and we hate ourselves. That's the yeah. reality. <laughs> that was like, I mean, that's it too. Because I feel, again, like May was such like a, that trope of like that type of character was so popular when we were yeah, like was. kids. Like the goth girl, like kind of the edgy nihilist, whatever. And like, yeah. And now mm-hmm. I'm just like, And girl, I loved them like, because I was them. Yeah. But I was just like, but I like shells too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like Ty Lee, I mean, we've talked about this before, where Ty Lee is, like, the most, like, feminine presenting one of the of the group, and, mm-hmm. like, she, you know, she gets written off the most, and that's, you know, it's not a coincidence that, the, right. you know, that, that those are two things about her character, except with her, obviously, yeah, she's got, like, the, she has the smarts and, like, the strategy and, like, the power to, to back it up or whatever. Yeah, right. even, like, when Zuko was like, you don't know me! And Ty Lee gave that resentful little, like, I know you. Yeah. And I was like, yo, she does, though. Like, I mean, you guys, you have this, like, shared history of being children together. You've been together for the past few weeks slash months, however long it's been, IDK. Yeah. And also, she is just a very observant person. Yeah. Like, she knows people because then she manipulates them for no apparent reason, just for fun. Yeah. Like, And people, like, don't give her credit for being so observant and smart. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's why I really liked that scene because I feel like I could totally understand why Zuko got so defensive because for him, he's just like, you're just this shallow, stupid girl. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell do you know about me? And like, he's just so unaware of how aware she is and like her whole act. Yeah, and, and I'm like, sure he has some level of like, you haven't been there for the past three years while I was all alone on a ship yeah. with uncle, but... And, like, then Ty Lee, it's just, like, bitch, like, I've been stuck with your sister. Like, I, I got your whole family's number. Like, <laughs> She's like, Zuko, I have known Azula since I was five years old. You're going to play that game with me? <laughs> Honestly, she's just like, bitch, like, I need therapy. But, like, you all, you all need therapy. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that was the that was the moral of the episode, right? <laughs> Honestly. That's the moral of, like, everything. We've done... Yeah. Whole discussions on this before. Everyone That's needs true. therapy. Every- yes. <laughs> Don't emotionally dump on people. Like, that was yeah. a lot. That whole campfire scene was so much. It was a lot. It was weird, too, because I feel like as a kid, I probably felt like I was, like, sat- really satisfied with it. But as an adult, I kind of felt like 
okay, like we hit like the peak and like everything, like we hit the boiling point and all of these feelings came out. And, but then I felt like there was no cathartic follow-up. They just were like, well, that was nice. And I was like, how is that nice? Like there's literally, there's no follow-up <laughs> to this whatsoever. Yeah, no. Like, it's not like any of you are going to take this to heart and like actively change yourselves for the better. Maybe Zuko, okay, fine, a little bit, yeah. But like, yeah. this, you they know, this all, is like the start of that, but. They really did all kind of just shit on each other. And then we're like, you know what'll make us feel really good? <laughs> Let's go trash that asshole's house. Oh my god, that also like made me kind of mad. Hell, I was like that they trashed the, the guy's house. Think you are? That yeah. I was like, actually, they're exactly who they think they are. They, they're yeah, literally... it's just like that yeah. guy didn't like necessarily do anything wrong. He just was like a douche. But like, yeah, I was yeah, I literally was just thinking that like I'm like those two guys were a little douchey, but neither of them really did anything wrong. Right. Yeah. Like they actually looked like they threw like a pretty nice party. Like yeah. it wasn't crazy. There was like a lot of good food, it looked like. They had a lot of food. Yeah. They did have a lot of food. I was impressed. The food looked amazing. I literally paused the episode so I could <laughs> yeah. take a screen cap of the table. I was very confused as well, but I was oh, like, well, they probably yeah. all have service. Oh yeah, I assume he like it was like catered or whatever. That's so crazy though. I'm I'm generalizing, but like a teenage two teenage boys knowing to cater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's different when you're like super rich. Yeah, that's all it is. They were implied to be like, you know, the the hoity-toity of this entire island, apparently. Yeah. They probably just were like, hey, hey, cook, just make something. I'm hosting a party. Yeah. You know, just leave it to the They did say like, the most important teens in the Fire Nation will be at this party. Yeah. is like, you know, it's supposed, it's purposely like an ironic statement by them yeah. because like actually yes the most important teens at the fire nation will be at your party but mm-hmm. they're not who you expect but no. like it's obviously like all upper cross kids mm-hmm. so they were like probably like in a way also mimicking like, like what their and... parents do and they're networking yeah. yeah yeah um i don't know i i love this episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just like so fun to see them try to be like well i feel like the only one who really tries to be normal is like azula and tries is the key there yeah and just like to watch her completely fail at just regular socialization which it's like she's so observant and smart but like also can't read social cues which i was like that whole distinction is interesting to me i don't know yeah it's like she can't relate to her peers because i mean i'm yeah, it's, like, she's just, like, on a whole other level in terms of, like, the things that she worries about, like, the scale that she, like, operates mm-hmm. from. And, like, yeah. the, the game board she's on is just, like, totally different. Right. That when it's this stuff, yeah, it's, like, she can't do anything not in an extreme. No. And it's, like, funny, but it's, like, you know, it's also sad, but I feel like that's, like, right. so much of Azula, like, for us. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, yeah, the volleyball where she's, like, that girl has probably has a childhood injury. Like, we could take advantage of that and destroy them. <laughs> Yo, that scene, I was literally, Sleep like... leg. I mean, first of all, when they were setting up the uh, the volleyball scene, which, by the way, apparently that sport is called Kuai Ball. It is very similar to the real-life sport of Talk Raw, which is basically just volleyball with your feet, apparently. Mm. Um, when they were setting up, I had, like, so much mood weplash going on from the different, mu- like, background music that was going on as each of them got ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, during that, like, battle strategy meeting for the volleyball, I was just like, these four have no chill because they're not normal teenagers on a beach vacation. Like, they yeah. are literally an elite specialized task force of the Fire Nation army. Like, they don't... They don't That's know how true. to be children. Nope. No. Ugh. 
Like, Azula definitely doesn't, but none of the rest of them do either. Yeah. Like, none of them were, like, it would have been nice if one of them were just like, guys, it's not that deep. Like, <laughs> like just someone, like, to do, like, a temperature check for the group. But, like, yeah, none of but, them like, who, were like that. Who would? Yeah. None of them can do that. <laughs> that would require you to speak back to Azula. Yeah, but I feel like Ty Lee, like, again, Ty Lee is very good at doing that in, like, a roundabout way. Yeah. But I feel like also if it had come from her, like, it wouldn't have been taken seriously if she was, you know, That's if she was true. just like, guys, like, yeah, you know, it's right. just a game. They'd be like, fuck you, you're weak. And she's just like, no, bitch, like, I lived in the real world, unlike any of you three. It's so yeah. true. Ty Lee would be the most able to do that. But I actually feel like Ty Lee would choose not to. I feel like she, like... She just, like, finds it fun when they go extreme. Yeah. Like, she she would not be like, oh, Azula, we can actually calm down. She would be like, wow, Azula, you're so fierce. We should hit them harder. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so true. I feel like there's, like, a part of her that's maybe just like, yes, like, I will seem, like, the most well-adjusted for once. Because in their group, she probably seems like the weird one out. Yeah. Like, in context. Yeah. And then out of context, it's like, they're like, why is that normal pretty girl hanging out with those psychos? <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Oh my gosh. By the way, Azula was like, keep serving the ball to her left. And then two out of the three shots they showed, she served the ball to her right. Just saying. Her left? I Was that just like a directional? To her left? Well, it was to the girl's left, right? So then it would be Azula's right? Yeah. Yeah, the girl's left would be Azula's right. But she kept serving the ball in the middle of their kid, of the kids. And the girl was standing okay. on the left. So it was to the girl's right. Yeah. Can't okay. even follow her own advice. No. <laughs> she was like, actually, we don't need to target a weakness. We can just set the ball on fire and set the entire court on fire. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like every single thing Azula says this whole episode is, like, iconic. Oh my like, god, mm-hmm. it so is. It's like, these are all lines that I have just always remembered all these years. Like, yes, we have defeated you for all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, and, like, when she tries to hit on that guy and she's like, your outfit is sharp! Like, something like Empire-class battleship! Because yeah. it's, it's so sharp! And you're just like, I hate this and I love this. Yeah. Oh my god. I love when they arrived at the party and she was just like... We are the perfect party guests. We arrive right on time because we are very punctual. <laughs> I was like, Azula. Uh, you know, Azula, there's Azula. like a rudeness to also being like early or like too on time too. She's never been to a normal function. I was like, you're trying so hard. <laughs> I know. But I'm like, that's just, a, that's a thing that's not talked about a lot. That's true. Like, like that's a thing too. Oh my gosh. Well, because the only meetings she's ever been to have been, like, war meetings in her father's war yeah. room. Where any mistake will get your, like, half your face burned off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. It's like, on holidays, my mom will purposely tell people, like, just, like, we're gonna eat later than she actually, like, wants people to show up so that they show up, like, when she wants them. Because my family always shows up, like, they're like, oh, we might as well show up, like, a half an hour early. Mm. Yeah, it's just like the house. person is like, they're like frantic in the kitchen. <laughs> they probably want to go upstairs and change and shower. And like, then you're there yeah. and they're just like, God damn it. So she'll be like, oh, food's going to be on the table at two. When she's like knowing that they're going to show up at like one o'clock. Yeah, my dad's that asshole. My dad is like, they said be there at two or they're at two. And I'm like, dad, nobody means that. <laughs> oh, this this isn't the first time we see them, but like Lo and Lee, like the two older twin I love ladies. Them. They're like- I thought it was so funny that they, like, got stuck with these kids in, like, I guess, like, their beach house. Yeah, it was their house. I was like, okay. Because the kids were shitting on it. And I was like, you know what? Shut up. This is not, like. (laughs) Like, literally check your privilege. (laughs) 
And I was not fond of that gag where they found them disgusting because old women are gross. <laughs> yeah. I know. When when Zuko, like, threw up in his mouth, I literally went, fuck you, Zuko. <laughs> yeah, that was annoying. Because then they were like, who are these two beautiful people in this photo? And it's like, us. And they're like, ugh. And I'm like, people Aging age, assholes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, teenagers are the worst. Like, kind of. I can't even Honestly. be mad because I'm like, oh, God, I'm at this old person's house. I, I, thought, the, I thought the same shit. You know, yeah. like, yeah, it's and true. Like, I could forgive that it smells like old lady in here because I, I also think that stuff. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but don't like vomit at them. That's true. That's true. You don't do that in front of their face. <laughs> no, I thought the gag of like May covering up Zuko's eyes when they like took their robes off and then they were in their bathing suits. I thought that was kind of funny that she's like, don't look at their boobs. <laughs> but like, I didn't even catch that. that. I blocked oh, everything May does. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we know. <laughs> Honestly, Mae was legitimate this episode. She was mad at Zuko and I was like, good. You deserve to be yeah. mad at him. He's being a dick. Yeah, I also still was like annoyed at her too, though. Yeah, Zuko was being a jealous asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. But May was also fucking annoying. So I don't, and like, that's the, that's like my own bias aside. She was being yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, can't win. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's also just, ev- yeah, everyone was just annoying this episode. Yeah. This is usually not how the classic beach episode of every anime typically goes. I mean, they got in their swimsuits, they played volleyball, they just kind of bonded and stuff. Then they had like a psychological, emotional takedown of one another. Just regular kids. And then they trashed a place. I don't know when what is when I think of like the cliche anime beach episode I I feel like the one I always think of first is like Oran High School Host Club. Yeah. And like that one had not like a heavy shit but that was there's a lot of fluff in that episode I remember. Mhm. At the end because there was like a storm or some shit if I remember correctly. Yeah. But it's just like yeah, it's like Nicole mentioned the Breakfast Club and like and then yeah, I think of like anime trope beach episode. And I appreciate they like put a spin on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I still really like this episode. I mean, all the stuff with like all the boys thinking Tylee was hot and those random girls thinking Zuko was hot. That was very anime. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> also, it was super rude that those two guys invited Tylee and May, and then like just weren't gonna invite Zuko and Azula. Yeah, like right there. It's just like you don't not invite like I guess that's just like I don't know. Again, all, all these little social cues that are like she's like, aren't you going to invite? Yeah. Us? I also feel like and he was like, uh, this is, I, I feel like this sounds really weird to say, and I'm sorry. I can get why they wouldn't invite Zuko because like it's a guy and like they don't care about that. I'm like, but Azula is like pretty. Yeah. So why didn't they also invite her? Because like, she literally May, set the volleyball net on fire. Yeah, but like May and Tylee were also similarly intense during the volleyball game. But it was, like, different. I guess. But Azula's the only know. one who made a speech at but the end. <laughs> Chan obviously didn't care enough that he didn't, like, I forgot that they kiss. Yeah. When she, like, takes him outside to, like, try and flirt with him. Yeah, after, like, Tylee coaches her. Yeah. But he obviously didn't care too much. Oh, my God. And then yeah. she's just, like, immediately, you know, I felt really bad for her because she, like, came up to him. She's like, I'm ready for a house tour. And then it all goes well. And then she's like, yes. And I totally, obviously, like, she was too forward for people who literally just met. But, like, as someone who was, like, super not about, like, the current dating culture climate, uh, you know, I'm like, I can respect the person who, like, knows what they want right away. And, like, is too intense for men, you know? So I was just like, I understand her suffering, but also, I, you know, the joke is that it's like still too much. But yeah. part of me, a part of me felt for her. 
when she's yeah. just like plotting that they will dominate well, the earth yeah, together. Because she was like, being relatable. not herself. She was doing like the thing that Tylee coached her to do. And then the moment that she was herself again, he was like, "Wow, he's I'm noping out of here." Like <laughs> he's just like, "This is a red flag." And he was not, he's wrong, not wrong, but it's true. oh no. <laughs> That's why I felt bad when they, like, trashed the kid's house, because I'm like, he, like, read the signs, and the signs were, this girl is insane. Oh. (laughs) Honestly, the meanest thing they did was probably just, like, I don't even know, when they were like, have fun by yourself, loser boy, to Zuko when he was walking away, which motto Zuko's entire life, by the way, but, like. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, the coaching thing, too, that just that whole thing, if you want a boy to like you, just look at him and smile a lot and laugh, even if nothing he says is funny. And Azula was just like, that sounds really shallow and stupid. Let's try it. <laughs> but, like, that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that, I, like, really like that moment. Because, it, it, yeah, it really felt like their friendship was, like, it, that it exists. Like, yeah. Yeah. I also appreciated that after she made Tylee cry, she did actually like apologize yes. yeah, and she admitted did. that she was jealous. I like that too. Which I was yeah. like, that was kind of like, I don't want to call it out of character, but it was like different for Zula, so it was nice. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. Oh, you're actually admitting like something that's technically like a weakness of your character. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because, well, not especially, but like, I mean, I also, I feel so mean saying this. I'm like, I, I did feel like during that scene, like Tylee was playing that up mm-hmm. on purpose. Oh, see, I disagree, but I, I get where you're coming from. But, you know, maybe I'm just like, yeah. But I do like Tylee, I, I promise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that they are actually friends. Oh. Yeah. I didn't mean, I didn't mean pretending to be but her like, friend. But, I meant, like, the crying. But, no, oh, oh, you meant she was faking crying? Oh, I thought yeah. you meant she was faking the complimenting that she did of Azula. Oh. Mm-hmm. Or do you mean that, too? The- because I don't think she's being disingenuous. I mean, the I wasn't thinking about the crying. I meant the crying. I um, could go either way. Okay. <laughs> Where she was like, I mean, not like, not like that it was like fake, fake, but oh God, I feel like I'm using, I'm doing that thing where you just say a word twice and you expect people to know what it means. Um. <laughs> I mean, I like this episode too, because it like sets up all of the, the rest of their like arcs this season. This is like the mm-hmm. beginning. Um. And I feel like yeah. I've never been like cognizant of that before. So I'm like excited to keep watching not that they're you know they're in not as like many episodes if i can even like remember well but obviously Mm -hmm. you know where they are it's like big moments are going to be happening to them and whatnot right um so i'm like excited to see how that plays out Mm -hmm. because like may i kind of was like mad (laughs) she like forgave him uh like not way too quick but again he was he was totally in the wrong i mean i feel like she like dumped him too quick and then they got back together too quick at the same time i know those are kind of contradictory statements but i just i don't think so i think it's true though (laughs) like i think their whole relationship is like questionable well Um, yes yeah 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 we know how abby feels abby just don't like her and like i get that (laughs) a little bit we don't really see like their relationship in like a functioning way like we don't see like why they like each other ever Mm -hmm. we just see you know he's like i like that like he you know he always says that he likes her like storminess but then in this episode he like their main issue is that she doesn't emote so that it's like how is it both of these things and i don't mean to be reductive there but it's like there's also just there's never really like a support thing like she never really takes him seriously when he's trying to confide in Mm -hmm. you know in her and she doesn't actually share her feelings with him so then I'm just like literally what is there I feel like he's in such a bad place emotionally 
And, like, yeah. he even literally, like, they go into it at the end of the episode, but... Yeah, they, like, kind of bully, like, gang up on uh, him to get yeah, him to finally say bit. shit. Yeah. yeah. But I just feel like he is not able to be in a functioning relationship because he's, like, so angry and, like, built up. And then eventually they get it out of him that he's, like, angry at himself. But I think when yeah. you're, like, really mad like that, you just lash out at everything. And, like, he yeah, for sure. is trying with her... And she never reacts to stuff that he tries to do in the way that he's expecting. So he gets mad. And then mm-hmm. he doesn't like that Ronjon guy for whatever reason. So he gets mad when he's... And, like, obviously it's not okay. And I think she said it, too, where she's like, that doesn't excuse the way that you're acting. Yeah. Which is very true. But um, she also isn't understanding of him. Like, I feel like they both just need something very different Yeah, than what they're giving each other. Yeah, because it's not even the, I feel like one of those things that I feel like you see a lot that I really hate is that the the notion that like, oh, you can't love somebody until you love yourself. And it's just like, for a lot of people, then you never fucking have love and everybody deserves that. Right. Um, like, I just think that's like a very, re- like, re- I feel like reductive is like my word of the day. Um, uh-huh. But I feel like that's just like a very well-intended, but very actually like not great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like it's not even like that kind of notion. You know, you were saying like he has actual problems. He like clearly has anger issues. He clearly has a lot of like trauma and PTSD and like she has issues too. Right. And again, it's not that people with issues can't be in relationships and can't work it out, but it's like, yeah, they're just like, they do not have like that same love language like mm-hmm. at all and they are the total opposite of what they actually need and i'm not even like a anti-shipping like i don't fucking care like it's just uh-huh. like like i remember I, I liked them i thought it was cute because again i like i liked that character type um right. and it wasn't because i know some people will be like they're awful because they want him to be with katara or whatever and it's like it's not even about mm-hmm. that shit it's just like right they're just like fundamentally like not emotionally compatible kind of it feels like at at least at this moment in their lives and at this age or whatever I think in the comics they like break up at some point and then I don't think they've gotten back together yet but like I don't know Mm. because like they're and I've seen people say that their relationship just seems generally unhealthy yeah but I feel like that's because they both have problems that they I think they don't just need to go to therapy there you go Yelling at your friends on a beach doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's it's not even, they like only scratch the surface. I know I, we said that already, mm-hmm. but it's just like, I feel like they really just talked about like the surface level, like the structures in their life that made them how they are. And then they're, they obviously like, they didn't even start to really touch on how their relationships with each other better mm-hmm. or worse, worse than themselves. Cause obviously that's like a lot, um to right. deal with but it's like i feel like half of their fucking problems are just like the situation that they're in as like a group and whatever mm-hmm. and it's like yeah we've talked about like the power dynamic with you know azula and zuko obviously is complicated azula and her two friends is complicated mm-hmm. zuko and my obviously is did i my, may is complicated and it's all mm-hmm. gonna go to shit yep so excited <laughs> <laughs> except sorry abby they do get end up getting married <laughs> Is what Ew. people assume. It's never serious? actually been confirmed. It hasn't, yeah. But in Korra, it's very heavily implied that the they they have a a daughter. Well, they're, they're Zuko, the, has, Zuko a has a granddaughter. Daughter. Yeah, it's his granddaughter. Izumi is the Fire Lord. She's the daughter. It's his daughter. His grandson is Iroh. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you were yeah. right. You were right. Yeah, his daughter is Izumi, and then people because like they had that weird thing in the fountain where like Azula made 
Zuko like tackle May into the fountain like way back. It was like a flashback. Uh, people are like, oh, because Izumi means fountain, that's like con- confirmed that what? May is her mom. But I've seen people say that online. But like it's never actually it hasn't actually been confirmed, but she does kind of look like May. So yeah. like they probably do actually get married. Yeah. Okay. But we don't know at the moment for real. Well, if it's not confirmed, then unless I hear it from Bryke's mouth, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> they did not get married and Izumi is not May's child. There you or go. Izumi could still be May's child, but just be a doctor. I need a maternity <laughs> test. Yeah. True. She could have been like a surrogate. <laughs> you are not the mother. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, but it was if her name means fountain. Maybe he got back together with that girl he went on that date with. That's what some people say. They're like, "Oh, Jinko, (laughs) supremacy." There you go. It's her. All right. Wow. Uh, I think the most pop. Well, I don't know if it's the most popular, but the one that I see the most on Tumblr right now is like Zuko and Sokka. So then people are like, "Izumi means like fountain, spring of water, water tribe." Sokka. That's a stretch. That's a stretch. I know. Oh my god. I want to support the gay ships. I'm just like, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, I I think people mostly say that as a joke. I know, I know, I know. That is a very popular ship at the moment. And uh, I get, I get it. I do too. That is like a super popular ship this like time around. Yeah. I've definitely also noticed. Yes. We can... I don't know, not talk about that. <laughs> I was just like, let's not go down that. No, no, that, like, literally, I mean that, as in, let's not talk yeah. about non-canon stuff. <laughs> let's not start. <laughs> no, not now. I did not like this episode. I've been very quiet, just because I feel like I didn't really have much to say. Um, yeah. Everyone was horrible. I felt like the gang's arc in this episode was, like, very blasé. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't really have any particular feelings. I think I'm neutral at best, but I was like, this is weird. It felt very filler to me as well. There was like some advancement with the combustion man, but yeah. other than that, I'm like, uh, whatever. <laughs> like this was just an episode where everyone explicitly stated their traumas and I'm like, okay, I know you're fucked up. I didn't need an episode for you to confirm that. Oh There's my God, clearly something so wrong funny. with all of you. So. <gasps> the way you just put that. <laughs> I feel like the most like, because I get where you're coming from with saying it's filler. I feel like it's like the Zuko development where he like admits that he's like angry and doesn't know and is like frustrated with everything. I think that's like the biggest impact besides the introduction of Combustion Man that this yeah. episode has. That's yeah. fair. They need an episode to have that stated. But I think yeah. we have discussed at length how that's what he needs to do in order to grow. So th- I guess you're right. This is like the one time in which this happens. But I guess the context in which it occurred at a resort. We just weren't about like, it. Island. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it would happen on a friend's vacation. I feel like that's the shit that like brings out the worst of <laughs> people, you know? Oh my god. It either goes totally fine or it all goes to hell. And I guess like it Moral went that of the way. story, never go on vacation with friends. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> it's not even a vacation they wanted to go on. Yeah. True, they it was were a forced, forced to go on this vacation. <laughs> oh my god, you're totally right. Also, I was literally gonna say, like, not even as a joke, it's just like there are certain friends that it's like if you're like vacation compatible, like that is so precious. Cause there's definitely friends yeah. you have that like you can't actually like travel with them. 
It's yeah. true. Like we have successfully done it. Uh, I have thankfully like not gone on vacations with friends that have been like not great, but I have heard the stories. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever gotten trapped with a non-compatible person, which is good. How yeah. blessed we are that all of our friends are vacation that compatible. That's also good for me to hear because I feel like I've had fear that I've been awful God. and you hated me. But anyway. On vacations? <laughs> oh my gosh, not in my experience. Moving on. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, Nicole. <laughs> anyway. Um uh. I mean, yeah, forced vacation, you know, even even the setup for it I liked because Azula was Zuko was like going on about like, I hate this, doing nothing is a waste of time. I feel like a child, which obviously, you know, he's had so much dreaming about not being about like his father treating him as someone other than the way that he was treated when he was a kid sort of deal like things are gonna be Mm -hmm. different now and then they're not and then azula she said that whole line to zuko where she was like so dad wants to meet his advisors alone without anyone else around she's like don't take it personally and i was like azula i feel like you're projecting mad hard right now like yes she's just like she places so much of her own self-worth on being better than zuko and like being the worthy child sort of like the worthy success of the throne like she's like i shouldn't be all going on this too he can send zuko away not me like mm. sort of mm. no that's true i mean she was clearly like at the end they had that really nice shot of her when zuko's like all upset and it's like she's clearly like still being like that kind of scheming person mm-hmm. and like i feel like that's the sad thing about this whole episode too is that like they're like being honest with each other but like they're still not you know It's like the problem of siblings having separate traumas that directly sort of go against each other. Where, like, both of them have opposite parents that they favor, that favored them, and that, you know, the opposite of favored them. And it's like, it's like, so the way that they both view each of their parents is inherently different from each other and it's yeah. like and they have all these complicated feelings about each like their their traumas are very incompatible basically mm-hmm. yeah it's like they contradict each other mm-hmm. man oh i also wrote zuko's absolute leg strength oh my gosh because we got more yes more scenes of him just like he you know broke a table in yeah half and he kicked he kicked the door leg. open to their family home mm. I also noticed other weird things I noticed at the party that I was like, why? Zuko was barefoot at the party. And I only Mm. noticed one other person was barefoot. So I was like, where are your shoes? (laughs) He was just at the beach. Yeah, the beach beach, uh, aesthetic. I don't know. Only one other person didn't have their shoes on. Like, (laughs) that I saw. A a faux pas or they're just like, okay, fine. Why are you barefoot? I mean, I feel like he just came in the same outfit he was wearing at the beach. Like, he just didn't, he didn't change. True. They just showed up. He didn't put effort in. Oh, so, like, the one thing, too, that was, like, kind of, I was like, oh, this is kind of sad, was, like, when Zuko, like, in all of, like, the little flashbacks he had yeah. when mm-hmm. he was at the house, it was, like, the only time you actually, like, saw an adult's face in his flashback was when it was Iroh, and it was, like, yeah. he was holding baby Zuko with Luten there, and I was yeah. just like, oh, that made me so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wrote them down, and when I got to that one, I was just like, uh, Luten. Yeah. <laughs> That made me very sad because it's like, bitch, like that's that's your family. Mm-hmm. But he figured that out too late. Yeah. All right. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? No. 
I got annoyed at Appa because when all of the dust got kicked up, he opened his mouth to like roar, and I was like, "All oh, that shit's gonna get in your mouth, dum dum." <laughs> but that's that's kind of it. Don't breathe in dust, kids. It's not yeah. good for you. No. Anyway. Okay. So in that case, let's uh let's wrap up. <laughs> um. Anyone got any you know MVPs, favorite lines, favorite scenes, things like that? My MVP was Toph because. They'd be dead without her. True. Same. <laughs> um, I didn't know who to pick, so I ended up picking Azula just because I felt like she was just iconic this whole episode. I I also like she's insane and I love it. I yeah. also picked Azula. Um she was a disaster, which honestly though, it's kind of relatable except for the, you know, crazy world domination part and but she does also i feel like this episode is probably the one where she shows the most amount of like character like she she has a certain vulnerability and a certain kindness in it that's not really present in a lot of her other things like when she apologizes mm -hmm. to ty lee or even when she goes to collect zuko at their house i felt like i almost got a vibe like it was almost like she was looking out for him a little bit which was i was like wow look at that azula you're being yeah. a sibling like, but that I felt like that was a trap at the end of the day. It was like, oh, let me yeah. reunite you with your ex. It's a fucking intervention where we all like fucking traumatize you and shit on you. I yeah. also just love how awkward the two of them were together, where they both ignored each other, and then May was like, hey, and then Zuko, like you know, trying to like give out the olive branch, and then Zuko's like, where's your new boyfriend? I was like, Zuko, like she's trying to like, yeah, that was like, I was just like, I've been on both sides of that, and I'm just yeah. like, fuck both of you right now. I know. I feel like he said it and then he immediately was like, I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, yep. are you cold? And then she's like, don't fucking come near me. Like, yeah, I oh was like, this is such a mess. That was so fucking <laughs> relatable for me. I was like, I could not. I mean, honestly, like when, when he was, she was like yelling and he was like, oh, I like it when you express yourself. And she was like, I'm still mad at you. And I was like, good. You should be. I was mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was with May. Like, a lot of the stuff oh, she said, yeah. not this thing about stupid girls, even though, yes, because that was what I was like as, a, like, a 13-year-old. I'm sorry to everybody mm -hmm. that ever had to know yeah. me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Same. <laughs> you grow out of it. Like, everything where he was, like, here, and she was like, why do I want this? Why are you giving this to me? And I yeah. was like, you know, say, like, she was, she was, like, more rude about it than I would be now. But I'm like, eh, you know? He was like, well, you're a girl. You like yeah. pretty things. And she was like, no, that's not me. Or like at the party, what do you think of that guy? And she was like, I don't have an opinion on him. I was like, mm. you know, I was, I honestly, I was actually feeling May quite a bit this episode. Mm. I was. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, she's allowed to have guy friends and like, he shouldn't feel threatened, but also they're 16. And again, like they're all very deeply insecure in different ways. And also mm -hmm. Ranjan wasn't even her friend. <laughs> Yeah, that too. But, like, she was allowed to, like, make, like, get to know him and be like, oh, actually, like, I like him, and, like, Zuko shouldn't feel threatened. Yeah, when Zuko, like, pushes him and she's like, what the hell, Zuko? I was yet. also like, what the hell, Zuko? Yeah. I mean, oh. He also, like, knocked him across the entire room. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how to, like, he literally just, like, flicked him with his hand, and then he went flying across the room. Oh, yeah, he did, like, the one-inch punch. Like Yeah. Yeah, like Zuko's literally he shouldn't be in public. Like he shouldn't be allowed around. I mean, like, I love people. that though because I feel like I identified with Zuko in that moment because this is like not I mean, hear me out. So like for the longest time I thought I was really bad at Super Smash Brothers because my brother would kick my ass constantly. And uh -huh. then it wasn't until I was out in the world playing other people that I realized I was actually like really, really fucking good. But like my brother was just like that much better. 
And I was like, wow, I had no idea that I was still like in like the whatever percentile. And it's like, that's Zuko where it's like, he's completely useless when he's like around Azula and like his uncle. But when he's like around a bunch of normies, he is like actually like super powered. Yeah. Yeah. He just like is just like not compared to like the other OP'd people in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when you're constantly getting beat up by the Avatar and outsmarted by your sister, like, yeah, you're not going to be too, like, confident. And then you're with other yeah. people and you're like, oh, wait a second. There's literally a fan fiction where Zuko's like, I'm not a very good firebender. And they're like, well, who's better than you? And he's like, well, my dad, my sister, and my uncle. And they're like, that's literally just four people out of your entire country. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, but those are the people that matter. <laughs> those are, like, the th- like the three people that, like, the only three people that rank higher than him in, like, the whole fucking country. Yeah. That's such like a classic Shonen Trump too. It's like, oh my god, I'm hyper fixated on like the two people who can defeat me when like you yeah. can be satisfied with like defeating everybody else, right? So. Yo, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, oh that's just god. normal sports though. It's like no one wants to be number three in the world. They want to be number one. Actually, actually, you know what? I read a thing <laughs> that Olympians are there's like a satisfaction like they're happier when they get third place versus when they get second place because third placers are just happy to get a medal right. but then second placers are just like pissed because they were so close yeah so yeah it's like third places are actually pretty satisfied but like Zuko's a second placer and he's just like fuck everything third or nothing <laughs> sorry it's almost like he needs to lose to truly win interesting anyway my favorite parts of this were the fight with combustion man yeah and i did like you know again azula's lines are like iconic so yeah i love that fight scene we talked about it before yeah i do not have a favorite line or a moment (laughs) (laughs) okay fair you look so like satisfied with yourself you're like (laughs) yeah uh listeners abby has a giant shitty grin on her face right now (laughs) i hated it actually I love it. <laughs> what was I even going to say? Oh, I mean, I, I just, I also, they're so iconic. I love the Zula's lines. Like, I, I think probably my favorites are like a tie between that like, yes, we've defeated you for all time. You will never rise from the ashes of your shame and humiliation. And then like, like we said earlier, also the, the compliment. That's a sharp outfit, Chan. Careful. You could puncture the whole of an Empire Fireclass battleship, leaving thousands to drown at sea. Because... It's so sharp. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) It really does go to show that like, you know, if there's ever somebody who you feel like is like smarter than you, it's like they're probably smarter than you in a few very key specific niches and not in every other thing. So true. It really is. There are things that people are jealous of you for. It's yeah. just hard to like realize it. That's true. It's a crazy concept. Yeah, I'm still just like everybody but me, you mean. <laughs> but I'm sure we all were like that at the same <laughs> I time. I know. I literally, I literally was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, not compute. No. It's always like the wildest moment in the world when you realize that other people perceive you. Yes. Someone, like I always, in, in like senior year of English class, I had, like, this memory of this one, like, I don't know, altercation I had. Not altercation. But I, like, I was very proud of myself and I always remembered it because I kind of, like, spoke back to the teacher. Like, I stood up for something I actually thought as opposed to just Mm -hmm. accepting Mm -hmm. whatever I was, you know, told. And I was proud of myself. And then, like, at the end of the year, like, one of the boys in class, because when I had did it, I had been like, actually, I agree because I think this, where the teacher was, like, dumping on him. And then at the end Mm -hmm. of the year, he came up to me and he was like, Nicole, this one time he was like, you spoke back to her and supported me and I don't I never forgot that and I was like what 
Aww. I was like, people know me. That's weird. <laughs> I don't know like because I I don't I don't I forget that other people can perceive me. I don't like that. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. So, anyway, it's okay. I'm really proud of myself because I didn't once sing the song by Nicki Minaj about going to the beach. Beach. <laughs> Let's all get away. No mission now failed. I can't hear that song without thinking about that vine. Where that guy's like, it's all to go to the beach, beach, Nicki Minaj, or whatever he said. <laughs> <laughs> you know the vine I'm talking about? Yeah. No. Okay. I will okay. have to look it up. I, I miss the vine days. Oh, I feel like it's also Stephanie and I have literally spent entire evenings just watching just like, like multiple 10 minute compilations. <laughs> yeah. I and, like making Miko sit through them because we're like Miko, you need to be educated on like the language that Stephanie and I use. It's like really bad. There's so many things that just immediately bring like I immediately just think of a vine and yeah. like I'll laugh and nobody else. I'll be like, oh, don't yeah. you know that vine? Like, and they're like, no, what the fuck? Or like just like early YouTube, early like meme culture. I'll like reference, mm-hmm. and then he like is like, I didn't grow up here, and I'm like, how did this happen to me? <laughs> uh. All right. All right. Sorry. Nicole, save us from ourselves. I'm going to stop this episode because we're just, we're just like going insane now. All right. (laughs) This has been Pod Sing Say, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Thanks for listening and join us again next week when we will be discussing Book Three, Chapter Six The Avatar and the Fire Lord. If you enjoy Pod Sing Say, please uh, shoot us a rating on all your favorite podcast platforms. And. Don't forget to subscribe. Until next time.